I can't do it alone. I need those creative people around me. So who are those organizations that already serve my clients? Um, Who do those clients turn to before they need me? And who do they go to after they need me? So this is a, a, you know, joint venture affiliates, partnerships, where we can work together to rise both of our boats or all of our boats. So those partnerships that are win-win collaborations are the lifeblood of my business now. Hey, it's Chuck here. And I'm so glad that you're listening to this episode. And I just want to take this quick moment right now to let you know about our free collaborators toolkit. And this episode is all about partnership and collaboration. And our guests share many resources, tools, and things that you can use to make collaboration and partnership easier in your business. So if you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, this free collaborators toolkit is gonna contain the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. And these tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for. And they're going to help you to solve everyday business challenges and access highly effective ideas that can help and grow your business exponentially. I know they've helped me and I know they're going to help you as well. And the best part about these tools is that they're completely free. And our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to the show. So you can get access to all of the resources contained inside the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting the website at www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Go ahead and register today, get access to all the resources, and I'm going to see you on the inside. Now, here's the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Chuck Anderson here, and I am so excited to bring you another amazing episode and another really cool collaboration story. And, you know, um, there's so much that I think you can learn from today's guest. I'm so thrilled to have with me Amanda Bedell. Amanda, welcome to the program. Thank you, Chuck. It's great to be here and great to meet you. Great to meet you also. And, you know, I know we've only known each other for a few minutes and uh, and already just from one entrepreneur to another. I mean, we're kindred spirits. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, entrepreneurs get it. Like we, we know what each other goes through. We have our battle scars. We have our successes. We have our stories. And really, that's what this is all about. And so Thank you so much for being here today. And uh, as always, a great place to start, Amanda, is, you know, share with everybody who you are and what you do. And I think that's a great launching pad for our conversation today. Yeah. So I call myself a business chaos sorter. And so what that means to folks is that I come into businesses and take those financial statements the ones that you may or may not know really how to read, but those financial statements are stories that have been told and turned into numbers. And I take those numbers and turn them back into actions. 
So what that means in that kind of framework is that we're looking at tightening up different areas of your business to get more profitability. And I say to get cash to flow to you, ching, ching. <laughs> well, and we all want cash to flow to us now, don't we? And then, yes. Right. And so <laughs> otherwise it's just a lot of work for why am I doing this? So um, how did you get started doing that? So I like to illustrate a story here from August, 2018. It was a hot Tuesday. And I wrote this passage on my Facebook page. In the review mirror of life, I will be able to look back at this time and see these experiences helped me receive my heart's desire in grace and in perfect ways. But four months after I wrote that post, my life changed forever. Through a series of decisions that I had made over the course of six years, I had lost my bakery business. A huge public failure, all caps failure. But the reason why I share this story is that now I get to stare at a review mirror in my brand new Hyundai Ionic hybrid, of course, Mm. staring into the review mirror and I get to say to my reflection, it's okay. You made it to the other side. So with my bakery, I started that from one farmer's market booth and bootstrapped it. And what bootstrapped means is no outside cash. So just working a workhorse. (laughs) Um, And we bootstrapped it from that to a uh, retail store with a wholesale manufacturing facility that distributed regionally, and we had 15 employees. But by the time I wrote that post in August, 2018, I had four maxed out credit cards and had emptied my 401k. So what I didn't have was an abort button (laughs) or a financial runway. It was way too short. Those rose colored entrepreneurial glasses and ambitious forecasting landed me there six years later. So that's kind of the backbone of my story and what I bring to the table. You know, I can I so I can so relate to that, Amanda, because I myself have done the maxed out the credit card thing and um, spending all of the savings, chasing an idea that for whatever reason seemed like a good idea at the time or to me, there it always shows promise, right? It always seems like such a good idea. And then you know, sometimes it's harder than, than we think. And so, you know, can you recall, you know, what, you know, what are the, I would say the, the biggest things that you learned from doing that, that has really, you know, been a big part of the success that you're having today. I mean, what were the lessons that you really took away from that experience? Well, the biggest lesson ties into your podcast theme really nicely, which is collaboration and not going at it alone. I am a special kind of do-it-yourselfer to a detriment where, and you know, a part of my story as well, I have a health, I had a health challenge that I ignored for a really long time. And what I learned from that experience, the bakery experience was that I kept beating this idea that uh, with the bakery in itself was, I wanted this to work. (laughs) I thought it was my end game. And really, when I look at the review mirror and reflecting on that really hard year when I was making the decision to leave, exit, 
I am reminded of a trusted business friend named Tim. I met him at Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program, which I was a part of with Babson College out of Boston, Massachusetts. He has a large HVAC company that he's ran for 25 years, but he graciously led me through a number of conversations of, should I go? Should I liquidate? Should I buy someone out? I had a business partner and I was just in a spinning cycle of like making this thing work. And he, he graciously listened to me probably say the same things over and over again for a year. And it was on that hot August Tuesday in 2018, I was talking to him. I was sitting on a bench in a Seattle park. It was this beautiful day. And he said something to me that stopped me in my tracks. And it was, why are you fighting so hard for this when you have so much more to do? Mm. Wow. What? <laughs> what does that even mean at the I time? I don't even right? know. You know, I was like, wait, he saw it. So I thought the bakery was my end point, but he saw more in me. He saw more in me before I could see it in me because the bakery was the vision and I wasn't letting go of that. So when you think about collaboration and the people in your lives that can really see the message from in, outside of the bottle, because we can't see the message when we're inside of the bottle, we need others to interpret what we're doing <laughs> in a way that we can hear you know, so collaborations. Yeah. It, it's so amazing how, how many of us worry about what other people think of us. And we always think that they think the worst. And, you know, my experience when I really woke up to it is that many people aren't looking at you going, oh, you're so stupid or whatever, but you're, you're so great. And there's, you've got so much potential. You're so great at this thing or that thing. And how did it feel to receive that feedback at a time where you probably needed it. At first I fought against it. And that is the piece of accepting and moving on that I wasn't ready to receive. But the fact that he thought that I could do something else mm -hmm. made me kind of believe it a little bit and made me step up and out of the chaos of the day and think that, oh, my life could have something else more in it. But I have to be 100% honest with you, Chuck, in that I couldn't see it. Even when I exited, I was in grief and fail a, a loop of failure for a good two years mm -hmm. um, because I was so dedicated to this vision. And without it, I felt as though I was nothing. But to loop back into what you were saying earlier with you know, we need others to tell us and those people that uh, the, what you were saying was um, our mind and our self-talk that makes us feel as though others are judging us or that we are coming off as a fraud. Mm -hmm. And I think that was my downfall when it came to even asking for help in the bakery business, that special kind of do-it-yourselfer that I alluded to earlier. It was the fact, the reason why I didn't want anyone else to see inside the business was because I wasn't vulnerable enough to share what was happening on the inside because I thought I would break. And it, it's because I put up a great facade. The business was busy. It looked like a success, everyone around me. And I was doing those... Uh, 
meditations and uh, hoping for what will turn into this really great business. I was saying all the affirmations and being like, I easily and joyfully bring money into this business. <laughs> and it didn't, the, the universe had another plan for me, even though it was seemingly successful and it wasn't sustaining me financially. It, I needed, you know, the, I needed the downfall in order to really make the Im- impact that I am able to now. Amanda, like, it's like we kind of live parallel lives, but we, we only met each other today because, you know, I can so relate. I was in a business doing over a million dollars a year on the surface. It looks like everything is amazing. And mm-hmm. behind the scenes, I'm freaking out because <laughs> yeah, we brought in a million dollars worth of revenue, but we, you know, spent a million and a half, uh, doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this isn't working. And, you know, how lonely is it sometimes as a leader, as the boss, as the, the founder, you can't go to your team and it's hard mm-hmm. to go to your peers. And, you know, who do you, you know, who do you go to and for support? So sometimes the, it, it can be a little lonely because you don't have that person to talk to. And, and I get it. Like the affirmations, like I have it, like I wrote in my journal and I did the affirmations, <laughs> like, um, you know, money flows to me easily and effortlessly <laughs> in, in multiple ways from multiple sources and yeah. all of that stuff. And while that's certainly true, at the time, I'm like, okay, when is this going to work? When is this going to work? Mm-hmm. When is this going to? And it's so, it, you know, it's hard to, you know, you don't really have those people to talk to sometimes. So it's really cool to receive that feedback and have that be a turning point. Um, and like you said, not right away, some, you know, like you said, it takes two more years for that to kind of really sink in. Um, one question I have for you, because for me, the businesses I was in, even though it seemed on the surface, really, really successful and, and really wasn't working all that well, I always had this feel like I wanted it to work, but I always had a feeling like there was more, like there was something else in store for me, like there was something bigger, like, did you recall having that feeling? Or were you convinced that that was the thing? In hindsight, my chest and in my heart, I knew, but I wouldn't allow myself. I think one of the loveliest gifts that we've had through the pandemic, I know there were a ton of challenges, but some of us were quiet enough for the just enough period of time to really tune in to what was happening. And for me, it was an opportunity to slow down, recover. I actually had cancer through the pandemic and listen to what my intuition, my, you know, we're making decisions with our heads because we have to make decisions really quickly as business owners Mm -hmm. But sometimes I give this analogy. Sometimes when you partner with me as a business advisor, I can sometimes those fires that are all around you, the ones that are simmering that are loud, you pay attention to them first because they may be louder, but what's the, what's the fire that's going to blow up the whole thing. That's how I can support you is identifying, okay, here's everything that is in front of us and uh, what's the one that's going to blow it all up. 
or ask those tough questions. Are you able to take care of yourself? Are you uh, able to enjoy things that aren't just your business? Because when we're doing the work that we were doing, Chuck, were you really enjoying your life or were you always in a state of chaos, overwhelm, and just pure fear of the whole thing blowing up the minute you even took a breath. And actually I had a tumor in above my lung, which didn't allow me to fully breathe. I wasn't using one of my lungs for the majority of the time that I was running that business. And breath is something and a deep breath is something where when we can step outside, even if it were to be for 20 minutes, go for a walk, use your full lungs, expand and think about something else and get out of the business. It's so hard to do when we're sitting there staring at the balance sheet or the income at the bottom line of that income statement and being like, I can't even make payroll. How am I going to make payroll? But you need to in order to make payroll. You need to get out of the business to creatively think because we're in it so much. But yeah, having a, having a champion in your corner that can see and hold all sides of the business with you is someone that I would encourage you to do. I know when I put my bakery hat back on, uh, all I equated to business advisory or coaching was dollar signs and vulnerability. And I didn't want that. So, um, you know, but that was to my detriment. So now my biggest expense is coaches and advisors. And now I get to be more financially stable and successful than I have ever been yet in my life. And it's really exciting. That is amazing, Amanda. And I think a great lead in to what I'm going to ask you next, because so much about being an entrepreneur uh, through our successes and our failures and the ups and downs that we go through is, is self-growth, personal growth, business growth, all of that. And, uh, you know, for me, there's been a lot of leaders and a lot of mentors and a lot of thought leaders that have um, really inspired me. Uh, who do you look to for inspiration or who have you learned the most from that has really made a difference to you? To me is someone in my life and her name is Gansey Galos. And she is someone who has this steady calmness about her, but she's also built a business, a multi-million dollar business that is the key to its success is supporting other people and that she can't do it alone. So it's through growing others that we are able to grow ourselves. And so that all boats rise kind of experience. So that is the person who I try to emulate when it comes to calm, because I am a high energy entrepreneur who really squirrel moments are, are definitely in uh, my genius zone strategy, arranger efficiencies. I'm going all over the place, like looking for ways to uh, increase revenue and such. But again, the do it yourself or leaning on others to help me grow my business, that collaboration that you, that's now the lifeline of, or the lifeblood of my business. Um, I can't do it alone. 
I need those creative people around me. So who are those organizations that already serve my clients? Um, who do those clients turn to before they need me? And who do they go to after they need me? So this is a, a you know joint venture, affiliates, partnerships, where we can work together to rise both of our boats or all of our boats. So those partnerships that are win-win um, collaborations are the lifeblood of my business now. Well, and they're the lifeblood of mine too. And, and, and again, not originally, I had to come to learn it in my uh, interesting and painful, yet, you know, I look back on it with gratitude moment. Uh, but yeah, in the moment, it really sucks. But um, <laughs> when you can take the takeaways and it makes you better, and it gets you to look at things in a new way. And, you know, speaking of things that, that make you look in a new way, I mean, books have been a big part of my journey as well. I have mm-hmm. countless books. I have the bookshelves behind me, which you can't see because I have my virtual background <laughs> and a whole closet full and just tons of them. I've been uh, collecting books now for, you know, like 30 years. You know, if there was one book mm-hmm. that you think our listeners should definitely check out because it would make a difference in their business or their life, what would you recommend? Yes. So like you, I eat business books for breakfast is what I say. I love them. Nonfiction writing and these books are just, oh, I love them and, and podcasts like yours. But I know you said I could only do one book. I chose the one thing. Um, So this is The Surprising Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. So P-A-P-A-S-A-N. The one thing, it's about focusing in on things. So every morning I ask myself, what is the one thing I have to do today that can make everything else either easier or completely irrelevant? Focus on that one thing today. Uh, the inbox can wait. And that's been really hard for me, by the way, <laughs> letting go of the inbox cleaning. I used to be someone where my to-do list was in my inbox, mm-hmm. but it's on, it's impossible to do. Even as of January, I just had to let that all go. So, because it's not one of my things, my one thing, you know, passion for service and in business and making others economically, financially stable <laughs> for um, in their passion-based businesses is what I want to see in the world. And um, the one thing helps me get there. So that's my my one book. Excellent recommendation. It's now going on my reading list. I've you heard, haven't read it. <laughs> I have not read it. I've heard good things about it. No one else in these interviews has recommended that. You're the first one wow. to recommend that particular book. We'll make sure that the links to that are in the show notes or beneath the video or wherever you're listening to this right now. And so I think that's a brilliant uh, recommendation. I can't wait to check it out. So I buy it in bulk for my clients. They get it as a welcome gift. What a great so, idea. Yeah. What a great idea. Amanda, this has been so amazing. And, uh, you know, before we sign off, uh, let the folks know if, if they've been, in, if you've been inspired by anything that Amanda says, and she does amazing work, you want to check her out. Amanda, how do they get a hold of you? How do they learn more about you? And what yes. So I'm going to give you a special, uh, link for just your podcast. My approach is summarized in my own book, which is actually a workbook 
called Profit Jolt Workbook. There's eight strategies, no cost strategies to infusing cash into your business. And you'll be able to find it at chaostocalm.xyz forward slash collaborators unite podcast. So I'll get you that link so they put it in your show notes and then I'll be able to track all of the lovely collaborations I receive from this interview. So I really appreciate the time. Fantastic. And we'll make sure that that link is posted everywhere. And we're going to email this out to our list as well. So uh, hopefully uh, we, uh, and by the way, you know, if you're listening to this and you resonate with anything that Amanda said, please do go check her out. That is amazing. Amanda, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Uh, You know, I resonate with so much about uh, everything that you've said. If you were to leave our listeners with just one last word of wisdom, uh, what would you say? I would say that if you're struggling right now, and maybe you've made some decisions that have turned out to be failures, remember that you're going to have your review mirror moment soon. So I would like to invite your listeners to please just take a breath, make note of what comes to mind and what you wanted to take away from this half an hour, the 20 minutes that you've listened to us write it down so that you can say it back to your future reflection. Wow. Thank you so much, Amanda. Uh, It's been a great interview. And for all of our listeners, uh, please do uh, connect with Amanda and, uh, and make sure you check out our next episode. And until then, keep moving forward and be awesome in pursuit of that big world-changing idea that inspired you to start your business. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. This episode is brought to you by the Collaborators Toolkit. If you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, our free Collaborators Toolkit contains the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday business challenges and to access highly effective ideas that can grow your business exponentially. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to our show. You can get free instant access to the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting our website at www.collaboratorsunite.com forward slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Toolkit. Register today and I'll see you on the inside.